in a world few have dared to explore. Two men set out on an epic journey to answer life's manliest questions. From the Fortress of Smoothitude in Lawrence, Kansas, it's The Gentleman Podcast with Glenn Stansberry and Brian McKinney. Welcome to the Gentleman Podcast. I am Brian McKinney. I am sitting to the left of the healthy Glenn Stansberry. <laughs> Glenn, your family's been under a little bit. Of, they've been under the weather a little bit. I've so. been dodging some bullets, Brian. You have. You must have a rock solid immune system. I as do, as far as I can ascertain. I do. I attribute it to good, clean living and clean living, uh, clean living. and uh, lots of uh, protein. Lots of protein, and clean mm-hmm. living. Maybe the beard has something to do with it. Yeah, I think it I think it scares it away. Kind of like a kung fu master <laughs> around your nose mm-hmm. like yeah. kicking yeah. kicking away any flu. Yeah. Uh, flu like symptoms. Yes. You know. Yeah, my family's my family's taking a hit. They two of the two of the four of us have have gone down, but uh mm-hmm. hopefully hopefully we'll on the way back up. This. Yeah. Well, it's uh it's a dangerous time of year, you know. Tis the season, Brian. It is. It is. It's tough, you know, and I'm sure like having young kids too, like you Oh know. man. Oh man. Every time they go to the nursery, I'm just like, uh, like at yeah. our church, you know, they're <laughs> just look at all the toys and it's like wee, wee, Yeah. Wee, wee. Oh man. You should just get some of those like wipes and then just walk through the thing and just like grab all the toys and start yeah. rubbing them down, you know. I don't care that much. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, I was. I think I was going to say. I think. I think maybe one of the biggest reasons um, that I, I'm not sick, Brian, mm-hmm. is I made myself because Lynn doesn't really like this, um, and the kids don't really care. Uh, homemade eggnog, mm. and I've been tinkering. Maybe we talked about this, but I've been, well, you mentioned it to me. But I, tell me more. I, I've been tinkering with recipes. Okay, and I had I made a, a batch of one recipe was raw eggs, which I don't have a problem with. Mm-hmm. Um, some people do. <laughs> like Brian, uh, and then uh, I made a uh, a batch that was actually cooked, which was way harder and more time intensive, but tasted freaking amazing. So, and I got myself sick drinking it. We were <laughs> we were talking about this, and my uh, my vision of the cooked eggs one is like you scramble up some eggs, or you like fry an egg, and then drop it yeah. in something, some bacon. Okay, some <laughs> no, it's actually. It's actually very time intensive, and you can't like you have to watch it because the uh, you basically have to stir stir it while it cooks pretty constantly for okay. like an hour. Mm. So that's yeah. Otherwise, it'll cook. It'll it'll you get scrambled egg <sighs> nog. So yeah, I I don't know what the answer to that is because on one hand you go with the raw eggs and you, what what is that pesky problem with raw um, E. coli E. coli yeah uh, minor minor yeah. though I've I've read I read a bunch on it actually and like. If you're not, you know, getting your eggs from, like, Smeagol's, you know, den, <laughs> uh, I think you're going to be okay. Like, I've heard that. I've heard it's that. It's pretty, pretty. I've heard that, you know, the the incidences of you getting something from undercooked chicken, right. raw eggs, and all that stuff has been incredibly overblown. Yeah. You know, like, it's just really overblown. And you're really, your real chance of getting something from, a, you know, a... You know, not very well cooked piece of chicken is pretty low. Yeah. You know? Well, and it's like so. you know, like I, I'm sure it's I, we we kind of hate marketers. Yeah. So I'm sure it's due to marketers like of yeah uh, you know yeah. 
Yeah. When or, you know, a, what cleaner pine salt or something, and they're like, mm-hmm. also it keeps it from getting E. coli, and people just, are like, uh, what's E. coli? Yeah. I don't want that. Just buy our chicken uh, <laughs> chicken wipes. Chicken wipes. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. See that? I blame them for all the rubbery chickens I've ever eaten. Yeah. You know what I mean? Over overcooked. overcooked you know, rubbery, <clears throat> chewy chickens because Man. people. T- it's like. I even I try to do that because then when you have guests come over and maybe you're making them chicken or something like that, you got to make sure to get it really well done, right? Because if you don't, you don't want to freak them out and you don't want to make them feel bad, right? You know, and so it's like it's this whole <laughs> care for some chicken jerky. <sighs> yeah, it's just another element of stress in meat my life. Thermometer, Brian. Meat thermometer. I, I agreed. A meat that, thermometer. That'll save. But you. I'm just saying. I'm yeah. Just, oh, I know. It's one more thing. It's one more thing. I decided to throw caution in the wind. I I did I did do some due diligence on that and. I think the, you know, if you really wanted to be safe, like you would go pull pull the egg from the chicken, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, have a chicken coop outside. Right. <laughs> right. Right. But you know, as long as you you're kind of pretty confident that the egg is, you know. I I went and bought some store bought uh, eggnog, mm-hmm. and Laura and I just guessed on making a drink with it, uh-huh. and it was delicious. Oh man. I we made uh, we had some brandy left over. Oh, from yeah. The Halloween yeah. party, so we took some brandy. Uh, I had some Kahlua, so we put some Kahlua in there with it, mix it up, and then put some cinnamon on top, and it Mm. was amazing. Dynamite. It was good. It was really good. Um, So yeah, we really enjoyed that. Now, the second night, Laura went and grabbed some of the cinnamon, and she dabbled it in there, and she took a drink, and she's like, man, this is spicy. (laughs) She had grabbed the uh, cayenne pepper out of the the pantry. Why is our cinnamon so red? Yeah, exactly. So it didn't work out. It still wasn't bad. Actually, I bet it would kind of be interesting. Yeah, it's not too bad. It's a little interesting, you know. I'm sure. Yeah, I don't know. So, I'm toying with the idea of next week, which is our last um, podcast before Christmas, Mm -hmm. doing the drink of the week as some homemade eggnog, the cooked, the cooked kind. Ryan, we could do that. Maybe I could make some of those eggnog snacks or something like that. Oh, you know, we were talking about earlier, right? Yeah, yeah. All right. The deep fried eggnog treats. Okay, that looked really good. Okay. I don't know. Well, maybe we'll maybe we'll look into that. We'll see. Um, Let's get slim pickets on the. Uh, well, I'm getting ahead of myself. No, it, we. It is. It's hard now. I, I was like, I was all excited about it. We got started on it early. The Christmas it was kind of, yeah. it, you know, it's kind of like the Christmas light or Christmas decorations that you find at the stores. Like right. Glenn and I were out at the liquor store like first day they had. Christmas ales, we're like, oh, we got to get started on this stuff. But mm-hmm. now when I go to the store, I'm like looking around, like, well, we tried most of the Christmas offerings, and they're all Valentine's out. beers. Yeah, St. <laughs> Patty's Day. Yeah, exactly. So it's getting a little bit difficult. Slim pickings out there. I don't mm-hmm. know. I well, think people like the idea of Christmas beer, but then when it gets close to Christmas, they're like, hey. yeah, I'm starting to kind of get. It's starting to wear on me. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, you know what else is starting to wear on me, Glenn? <laughs> uh, it's the fact that we're we're co-founders of a site called Gentleman.com. <clears throat> That's not true. Well, it, it, sometimes it, I wake up in the morning and I'm like, man, I'm really tired. Why am I so tired? You know, like the burden. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's a, not a burden. It's not a burden. It's a lovely burden. It's like um, I don't know. What's what's a good analogy for kids? It? It's <laughs> kids. It's like kids. Yeah. It's like having a child. Uh, I wouldn't know, Glenn. You know, well, I can tell you. This like is as close as I can come. I mean, have you got up in the middle of the night from Gillette? Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. Have. I've been waking. Do, awakened. You, do you wake up with cold sweats because yeah. you're afraid or thinking I have about to, I have to like explain life lessons to, to yeah. people sometimes. Yeah. You know? yeah. 
Yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess it is kind of like that. You run a, a popularish website. There's some there's some issues that some, arise. Some things that you have to take care of that you don't really think about until you're in that situation. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of good that comes out of it, Glenn. That is the other side. It's like kids, you know. Like, right. A lot of bad stuff happens, but you wouldn't trade them for the world. Look. You know? This week they're eating marbles, right? <laughs> That'll pass. Yeah, yeah right? exactly. That phase Pretty will be soon over. they're yeah. going to be, you know, good little citizens. And then you're left with the, the cream of the crop, which is what we have at Gentleman.com right now. That is correct. And that's um, what we want to highlight later on. That's right. We're going to talk more about that. But right now, uh, we want to encourage you to get in touch with us. Um, if you didn't like us comparing Gentleman.com to a child, mm-hmm. then let us know. And yeah. the best way to do that, Glenn... Mm-hmm. Uh, and although they're busy at this time of the year, they still have room in their mailbag to uh, toss another letter in there. And what you want to do is address that letter to P.O. Box 442-305, Lawrence, Kansas, 66044, the U.S. Postal Service, which we're huge fans of. Mm. Uh, they, they never run out of energy. They're like the Energizer Bunny. And they, they're going to take that letter from your doorstep and deliver it to ours. Well, actually, our doorstep is really a post office box. And right. then I will pick up the letter, and then I will take right. it to the end. Right. You know. but, but, but I renew the box. You renew the box. So okay, I do good. have some part of the... I'm surprised they allowed us to renew it. Yeah. You know? They, Sir, um, we strongly yeah. suggest you upgrade. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then we'll take the letter. We'll, we'll put it on the Gentleman Wall of Fame. Yes. Um, we will read the letter. We'll talk about it on the show. Mm-hmm. We might snap a pic of the Gentleman Wall of Fame with your letter on it. I don't know. It, it, we're getting ahead of ourselves, Glenn. I don't want to make too many promises. <laughs> this close to Christmas? Right. I don't know. I don't know. Everybody's making promises I've got right a lot. Now. I've got, yeah. Hope, hope springs eternal mm. this time of year, Glenn. Um, so, but if you, if you don't, if you can't do that, if you're too busy out there doing your Christmas shopping for your family, mm-hmm. uh, maybe you got to pick up the, that special toy this year for little Timmy that really wants that one special toy and you have to find it. And maybe you don't have time. So I understand. Maybe you have to send an email over to the gentleman mailbag. I, I get you. Yeah. Uh, it's hot. Ho- I mean, time's look, Times are tight, Glenn. It's it's one of those it's one of those times of year where you just got to open your heart to all things, including right. emails. Right. Even though we don't like to. Yep. But we'll accept the emails as well, and you can send those to howdy at gentleman dot com. Heck, you could also go to some social service like Facebook or social, service. <laughs> social services, <laughs> social services like Facebook, Twitter, stuff like that. You know, you could also do that and get in touch with us. So, what you know, it is Christmas. It would be mm. nice to receive a letter. Mm-hmm. To Uncle Brian and Uncle Glenn, mm-hmm. nice to get a letter from you. But if you need to send an email, maybe a Christmas or, card. Or, yeah, maybe a Christmas card. Maybe you got a family Christmas card to send over to us. Maybe a Hanukkah know. card. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, Glenn. Well, uh, so anyway, that's how you get in touch with us. Yes. Um, and let's get in touch with these beers, Glenn. Yes. Uh, it's time for the drink of the week. <laughs> yes. uh, and we were just talking earlier about how we're running out of Christmas brews, and now I feel bad because I'm gonna I'm gonna go into this saying that we're running out, and this was like. You know, the last ditch effort on my ability to pick. You know, mm. this is not just because it's one of the last ones that, you know, I selected doesn't mean that I was out of options and I had to go with this one. That's not what I'm saying here. No. Because this is one of my favorite breweries of all time. Really? Yeah, really. I, I really didn't know that. I've got a lot of fond memories of this brewery. Oh. Um, and this, this is. A little brewery, a big brewery. It's very the tenth largest in the U.S. Mm. Actually, overall, um, this is the Spetzel Brewery, oh. um, and the the beer they create is called Shiner. Yes, for the the city that they are in, the Shiner, uh, Texas. Uh, but it's actually the Spetzel Brewery, which I I thought was Shiner. I thought it was the Shiner Brewery. I always thought it was Shiner, too. Yeah, but that's just the beer that they create. So, um, this is one called the, uh, the 
I don't know what the, what is this? The Shiner Holiday, Holiday Cheer. No, um, no. Well, so, now that you say that, is that what it's called? I think it is. I think it is. Yeah. It's a weird name for a beer, but it's um, it's like a it's like a command. It is <laughs> Holiday Cheer. Um, so this is this is a uh, this is their holiday offering. Um, they're really famous for their Bach. Shiner Bach. Shiner Bach, yeah. Which is what, and I was talking earlier about how like, I have good memories of it because when I'm in Texas, Glenn, this is the beer that I drink. Shiner yeah. Bach. Give me Shiner. When in Rome. Man. I, you know, there's some others out there. I believe the Lone Star Brewery. Um, I, I, I'll have that. That's like a, you know, that's, that's a, just a American style lager or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it's like PBR of Texas, right? Shiner, when I'm down, I've been down to Fort Worth a couple times, been on to Austin, mm-hmm. you know, a few times. Anytime I'm down there, I'm drinking Shiner probably, just because I enjoy taking, you know, if I'm in Germany, I'm probably going to be drinking German beer. Right. If I'm in Texas, I'm going to be drinking a Texas beer. If I'm in Kansas, I'll probably be drinking a Kansas beer. So, um, anyway, uh, Shiner, Texas, it's a little city of about 2,000 people. In between San Antonio, Austin, and Houston, I believe. Yeah, I'm looking at the map right now, actually. Was... Uh, right in the middle, and it's it's really it's, it, I was I didn't know anything really about this brewery until we until I chose it as a drink of the week and uh, started in 1909. And the founder, uh, well, not the founder, he bought this guy bought the brewery from somebody that was already brewing beer there. But the guy's name was Cosmos Spetzel. <laughs> And I hope what an awesome first name. I hope I'm pronouncing his his last name right, Spetzel. I believe that's correct, but um, I could be wrong about that. But yeah, um, we'll go with it. This guy studied in Bavaria to like learn how to brew beer, and mm. he even uh, served as an apprentice in Egypt for a few years, brewing beer. Egyptian beer, pyramid beer. <laughs> so this, I actually know something about this, Brian. Because, okay, because the Egyptians, I think, were the first. Uh, uh, society culture to have beer. Okay. They fermented this stuff and they drank it through straws because the like reed straws because the stuff you was actually like the top was nasty so they put the straw through uh, and then you drank kind of uh, what was underneath. Interesting. Okay. That was the first beer if I remember correctly. Well, Cosmos Spetzel spent eight years in Cairo, Egypt, <laughs> brewing beer. And wow. Then he landed over in Texas. He bought this brewery. The rest is history. That was 1909, so they've been around for a long time. They made it through Prohibition. Wow. One of the few breweries in Texas to make it through Prohibition. Uh, was that how they do that? He sold near beer and ice. Oh, wink, um, wink. Yeah, <laughs> and maybe some other stuff that he doesn't want to. Yeah, divulge. Um, yeah. But they, no, so they, so they've been around for a really long time. Um, it's really cool that a small town like that has a really famous brewery. I guess sometime in the 60s or something like that, they got. They started getting more and more beer into Austin, and that kind of took uh, off. But then I guess they almost went out of business in the mid-'80s, and then they were bought by, like, a San Antonio brewer, and that person really kind of grew them into the brand that they have now, and they've just been growing and growing and growing since. Did they sell to one of the big... No, they're still... Uh, they're independent? Huh. Still one of the independents. Huh. So still owned by that San Antonio brewer. I can't remember which company it is, but... Um, anyway, so this is Shiner. Uh, this is their holiday offering. This is a... Uh, this holiday, uh, let me let me give you the from the horse's mouth. This okay. is what they say about this beer, okay, Glenn. Mm-hmm. This holiday Dunkelweizen, nice name like that. Dunkelweizen, Dunkelweizen, uh, practically unwraps itself with hints of Texas huh. peaches and pecans. Caramelized malts give it a uniquely rich malt body that's perfect for the holidays. And it says, "I love this is my favorite part." It okay. Says, "Hey, those halls aren't going to deck themselves." 
<laughs> That's the last line? Yep. All right. So, all right. Now, this is uh, it's a twisty. 20, oh, it is. Okay. This is uh, 22 bitterness units. Mm. Uh, alcohol by volume, 5.4%. Uh, this beer. Cheers, Glenn. Cheers, let's, let's, let's give it a shot here. Peachy. Oh, it is. You can Weird. really. Oh yeah. You can really taste that. I kind of like it. <sighs> kind of. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we're gonna wait. have to. Look, we're gonna have to wait and see how this yeah, goes. Yeah, I don't want to make a. Each taste is because you could. This is one of those beers that you could. You could start. You like it, and then you get like twenty minutes down the road, and you you realize you made a horrible mistake. It's like really thin. It's like. You know, like a blind date or something, you know? The what? <laughs> oh, oh, oh! <laughs> I think you're talking about. Look, I'm not talking a thin about blind date. I'm not talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, uh, all right, <laughs> thin, like a sure. blind date. <clears throat> um, yeah, you, this won a bronze at the 2013 Australian International Beer Awards. I, I don't know. I feel like the um, the bronze maybe. I guess that's something to brag about. Do Australians? Do they have a big? Uh, they're not big beer country. Yeah, that's kind of what I was wondering. Um, but um, anyway, Glenn. <laughs> so this beer was seven, seven, seven fifty. Okay, so, so they went on the it's on the low scale, low side of the scale mm. uh, as far as price. So, Glenn, what are you thinking on the um, uh, your your side of the MTS? What are you thinking there? Well, <clears throat> I think I think it's uh, I think it's good. Like I would definitely drink it. You know, <laughs> you are drinking. I, I it. mean, well, I mean, like, I, what I'm saying is, is that I would. It's I not would, like you're going to turn it down, right? If somebody's if like, it, "Here, have yes, a shot, great holiday cheer," like dislike it. Um, right. I like it well enough, but it's not. You know, I'm not going crazy over it. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, it's I agree. Really thin. I agree. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's very peachy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's weird. I don't think of peaches at holiday season. <sighs> okay, well, um, what are you what are you going with? Six. Well, okay, hang on. So th- th- it was cheaper. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about giving it a high six. High six. Six eight, six nine, somewhere six, in there. Yeah. I, I was going to say some seven, low sevens. Low sevens? Seven okay. one, seven, something okay. like that. Seven ones. So you're okay. saying like six eight, seven one. Okay. So. Do some math. We got to. Uh, let me punch Ooh, some calculate. Uh, let me talk let me to the uh, six, MTS uh, computer mm. here. Um, hmm. MTS calculator. Okay, Glenn. Uh, Glenn says a six point eight. Is that what you said? Yes. Uh, I say a seven point one. Right. What is that on the MTS scale? Hmm. Oh, that's it. That's a eight 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 nine point five. Yes. That comes back as an eight nine point five, and that that's that's all calculated from the MTS. Uh, I, I got this new app. That that gives us the MTS uh, if we if we put it on each of our scores, it calculates the MTS. Wait, so six right. nine? No, six nine point five. Did yes. what I say? Eight yeah. nine point five? Yeah. Oh, sorry. I was like, yeah, eight nine. Eight nine is pretty high. Six nine point five. <laughs> yeah. Um. So six. So we'll call it a seven. We we'll go. We'll give them the up. We'll okay. give them the seven. We'll give them the because seven. they're independent brewery. Uh, I I dig that. I'll, we'll put this seven point oh uh, mm-hmm. stamp of approval mm-hmm. on this beer. Uh, let's. Let's hop on over to uh, see what the snobs over at Beer Snob have to say about that. Oh, you got pulled up there. I do. Um, so the Beer wow. Snob score hmm. 
is an 81. Hmm. So they're really, they're just in outer space on this one. <laughs> uh, the bros have it at an 82. So come on, guys. I, I don't I don't know what to say about this. This is like a hibiscus goes ish type situation. It's better than a hibiscus goes. It is. It's much better I mean, than it's drinkable. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's the but only beer still. we've had to throw away, right? Uh, did we drink did it? We drink that. We drink half of it. Uh, I don't know. I don't remember what we did. That it was like drinking a flower. It was. It was very. It was just. This is. This is good. I mean, this is. This, this, all I taste is peaches. Is the problem? Yeah. It's. It's like yeah. all the other things sound really good, but all I taste is peaches. Like the pecans. And the caramel. Well, I don't know if Cosmo Spetzel would have been on board with this one. Yeah. Well, I mean, the dude sold beer through Prohibition, so he'll probably drink anything. Yeah. Well. <laughs> anyway, Glenn. Okay, so we got that figured out. So, That's okay. Yeah, we're gonna, all right. We'll, we'll revisit maybe later in the show, and we'll we'll figure out if it's still if it's grown on us at all. I was gonna say it would be hard to follow up the the wonderful uh, beer that we had last week. Which which name is, is the name escapes me now? The, Jubilee. Yeah, the Jubilee from uh, from uh, the 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 Deschutes Deschutes. There it is. Brewing company. Uh, that's a modern classic, Glenn. Yes. Um, it's like uh, it's a wonderful life for beers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you, uh, if you watch, well, that'd be a classic. So. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about like um, Home Alone. <laughs> it's the Home Alone. Yeah, it's the of Home Alone Christmas of beers. beers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's a good. Yeah, I like that. Uh, Christmas vacation. Christmas vacation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I told that. Okay. Well. Okay. Um, right. So okay. So maybe maybe don't go buy the Shiner Holiday Cheer, but don't forget about that Jubilee. Ale. It's delicious. Yeah. Oh man. Um, you can highly recommend that one again. Highly recommended from the uh, MTS. Yes. The official empirical score for beer ratings. Yes. All right, Glenn. Well, let's get into some interesting posts from gentleman.com from the last week or so. Okay. Well, first up, we have a member. I don't think we've uh, – maybe we've talked about him once. I don't I don't think we have. Is this – wait. No, we haven't. No. Uh, th- this member is Trig Joe. And Trig Joe has posted a nifty little article from Mental Floss called 15 Fun Facts for Young Frankenstein's 40th Anniversary. And the article, well, as it, as it alludes to, this is, uh, let's see, December 15th, 1974, Young Frankenstein came out mm-hmm. and uh, kind of changed a lot of things. Uh, it, was, it was a groundbreaking movie. And um, so to celebrate, they found 15 little factoids about the movie and Mel Brooks and uh, Gene Wilder and all the guys involved. And it was a, this is a great read because there's a lot of things, like usually when we have these articles that kind of come by, they're like... Mm-hmm. You know, the set piece wasn't actually, you know, made from steel. It was made from aluminum. This right. one's actually pretty cool. Like, right. Um, like, I guess up until that point, Mel Brooks had always... One of the facts is Mel Brooks had always had a cameo in his uh, in the movies. And Gene Wilder, like, insisted... Look, I, don't, and I wonder what this conversation was like because Gene Wilder convinced him not to have a cameo. Mm. Convinced Mel Brooks not to have a cameo. That's tough to do. That's like asking your boss. Yeah. Uh, hey, Look, why don't you take your name off this? You're a great guy. Yeah. Okay. You're really good at what you do, but I don't mm-hmm. want you to do it in this movie. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. No. There's a lot of interesting stuff about the movie that I didn't didn't know about before. I didn't know that um, "Walk This Way." Yeah. The Aerosmith song was inspired by um, a scene in the movie with Igor. Yeah. Uh, my favorite one, though. Uh, is that a huge percentage of the movie had to be deleted? Uh, sorry, I took the wind out of no, your No, no, it's one. fine. I was going to say, that's my favorite one. It, it talks about how he, for every joke that worked, there were three that went flat. And right. so he had this 
long movie where he basically tested out all of the jokes and some of them didn't work and some of them did and the ones that worked actually made it in the film um and the rest of them they had to get deleted and cut out so. that's such i always wonder about that like when you mm-hmm. see movies i always wonder how much this movie actually got edited out like yeah. when you go to the cutting board like how much mm-hmm. actually made it in it's interesting to see that they're basically saying you know 75% of the movie right well of the jokes mm-hmm. aren't in there so it's funny. That's interesting. Which, you know, I never thought about for a comedy like this, you probably have to yeah. do. Because some things just don't, people don't get, or it just goes over their head, or they don't, you know, they don't think it's funny, even though you think it's hilarious. I mean, it's like this podcast, Glenn. <laughs> we, should, we should probably be editing out 75% of this show. This is 10 hours long. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Believe it or not, folks, this is the best of the best. <laughs> for every 10 jokes, we leave one in. For every for every 10 tacks, we only leave one in. Right, exactly. Um, well, you can appreciate the editor who right. did the, the editing job on Young Frankenstein because, I mean... Look, editing for this show... <laughs> I should be like a... I should be like a really famous multi-million dollar editor now. After all the edits mm. that I've been able to do for this, I what? should be like a... I don't know. I'm envisioning you like, a, like an R&B like producer mm-hmm. kind of guy, like rolling yeah. in with... Yeah. You know, gold chains everywhere. Like right. Rick Rubin. Right. You see like Rick Rubin, go, yeah. You're the Rick Rubin of podcasting. Right. And then, you know, I show up and I sit in the back of the studio and I'm like, no, 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 no. no. Yes. Yeah. Listen, friend McKinney, yeah. he puts his pants on one leg at a time. <laughs> but after he does, he makes gold-plated podcasts. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> I feel like after all the experience I've gained here, I, I, I could do right. that. Yeah. We need to do that. Gold records for podcasts. At the potties, <laughs> the potties. We'll give out gold records. We've we've had listeners tell us that uh, if there is actually a the the potty awards, mm-hmm. the potties, the potties, the podcast, the awards. podcast awards that we, we created. Right. If if this this actually is a thing that they will go. I uh, yeah. It should be a gala, Brian. It should be a big. It should be a big deal. Like it should be like Radio City Music Hall or something. Uh, you we'll, know, we'll get we'll we, get tuxes. Dolly Parton. Uh, we're we're hosting. You know. Yeah. And, yeah. Guest Brian, stars. how about that? Maybe Billy Crystal shows up there. Right, and, you right. Know? That guy that tried to sue, uh, what's his name? Maybe we'll oh, get yeah. Uh, that, that Texas company that tried to sue, sue every podcaster. Yeah. We get Adam Carolla. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure he'll be an award winner in some of the categories. Yeah. So. Yeah, we can hold. You know, like on a lot of those uh, musical um, awards, or actually they do it in film too, they have like tributes to the people who died. That right, year. Like, we could right. we could do a tribute like to a lifetime the, achievement award. Yeah, lifetime yeah. achievement award exactly. So we could do that to the uh, car talk guys or guy. Yeah. I guess one we of could them do that. Around. I was going to say like, so who are some of the original podcasters? Um, you know, from, like really way back in the day, we like Kevin Rose. You do lifetime well, achievement award to Kevin Rose. Kevin Rose. Yeah. Uh, you could do, um, uh, gosh, Carl Pilkington and uh, oh yeah, uh, yeah. What's his um, name? Big British actor. Oh, you know what his name is? It's Ricky Gervais. Oh, that's yeah. right. How could I forget Ricky Gervais? That's right, 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 right. And uh, what's his name? The third guy, Stephen Merchant. Stephen Merchant, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. We've well, got it all planned out, people. This yeah, is going to be potties. Great. We're working on it. Support the potties. You have one a tiny potty. <laughs> um, so more on that in further episodes <laughs> of the podcast. We're working on it. It's a developing idea. Um, we we need to secure television rights and all that stuff. Right, so. there's a lot that goes behind the scenes. This and that, you know. Um, okay, Glenn, well, let's let's talk about our next uh, post in the last week or so. Uh, this next one was this next member. Now, Glenn, I don't. This is the thing. Okay, mm. sometimes we have to pick some of the best 
tax to get posted to gentleman.com. Right. But sometimes you have to post tax or you have to talk about tax. Like the person that posted it, you just don't like him. Right. Exactly. This you know, guy like, is this a guy, real he's, first of all, piece he's, of work. He's a troublemaker. Right. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Right. He's always on the site. Right. Doing stuff. Like right. all this stuff. Random right. stuff. Comments. You know. It's kind like, of, he looks kind I'm of reading, good. I'm reading like his comments. Yeah, he looks like he looks like avatar a, makes him look kind of like a like a like, washed up kung fu guy. Right, like, like never he made it some, big. Yeah. Hey, come here, come fuck me. Yeah, that, like, that's what uh, this guy looks he like. He wanted to be Bruce Lee back right. in the '70s, and now he's like the '90s, and he's like, you know, hey, I got a beard, fight me. But I'm handling it on gentleman.com. That's and right. I'm making comments and posting stuff. That's right. Well, anyway, this this jerk, <laughs> this jerk, his name Glenn. His name is Glenn. Yeah. He is me. That's Glenn. Um, I posted a tag, and I liked it. Yeah. Um, called uh, no, I didn't like it. That's 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 a faux pas, people. Yeah, that's right. You can't be liking your own stuff. Don't be doing that. <laughs> it's from it's from Independent uh, Magazine. Magazine, I don't know, but it's called yeah. Spectre James Bond script leaked in Sony hack, and this is the thing that's been kind of spiraling out of control lately. Uh, the article talks about how. Sony was hacked, and all these, all these, all uh, a bunch of different films and uh, a personal details personal about de- actors, actors and stuff like that. producers complaining mm-hmm. about actors, Sony executives complaining about actors, Sony executives complaining at, about themselves, at directors, <laughs> all this stuff, all this sordid stuff has come out. I don't, there's a lot of storylines that are going along with this, Glenn. Yeah, but one thing I have to say about this, Glenn. Mm-hmm. Is that we are stepping in harm's way by talking about this right now? Right, because everybody that's involved with talking about this this hacking incident mm-hmm. is being threatened by the North Koreans. What really? Well, somebody, some, like some hacker group, okay, is saying like, okay. you know, if you support if you support Sony by going to this movie, we're you know you're going to be in trouble. Why, I mean, here's my thing. If they had this clout, why wouldn't they just take down Sony? Why would they have to scare people into not liking Sony? Uh, I don't know. It's a good question. You know what I mean? Like, just, just lead by example there, hacklers. Hacklers. Think, um, <laughs> yeah, hacklers. I kind of like that term, actually. Um, I think it might mean because they don't really have anything that they can really do. Right, because they're 16. Besides 12. Take down, yeah, take down the Sony's, Sony's well, I guess their email system. Is that what they got into? I don't know. I I'm, it must be I I really doubt that Sony has just a crack crack security team right. that that locks everything down and you can do all this stuff. I mean, there's a lot there's a lot of things going on in this story, Glenn. I mean, first of all, you got all these personal details about higher up execs at Sony complaining about different actors and directors and calling them babies and all this stuff. I ha- I find this very hard to believe. <laughs> yeah. And then you got Sony's actually like saying they're going to sue some of the websites that disclose the emails um, because it's private information and they can't publish that. And then you got the whole thing where James Franco and um, mm-hmm. what's his name? Uh, Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen are in that Making film. The movie. Was it a Sony movie? Was it made it's by a Sony? Sony movie? Yeah. And there, there, there's all kinds of stuff going on that like that where the uh, this hacker group is threatening them, and you know because it's it, it's about the North Korean leader or whatever sort of like a, a yeah veiled. They're trying to are they trying to kill him? Isn't that the yeah the that's plot? the whole plot of it? Um, okay, I don't know. So there's just a lot of stuff going on. Did you did you read the script? Did you see what? I didn't read the script. I'm not that big of a James Bond fan. Really? Um, I, no, I mean, I am a big James Bond fan, but right. I'm not a big enough fan to read an entire script. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Right. 
just get know, my coffee. Soup to and, nuts, yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. I'll just wait till it comes out. Well, um, I don't want to spoil a James Bond movie for myself. Right. They, you know? Right. So, the thing I love about this, um, there are some interesting comments on the on the tack, but the one I love is at the very top. is by Jordan, another uh, cherished mm-hmm. gentleman member. Absolutely. Um, and, this, and Jordan says, let me guess, an international supervillain is going to kill lots of people but through a series of at least two major car or two major chase scenes, one shirt off scene, <laughs> two-ish attractive women, and a minor soul searching of his purpose, Bond thwarts the villain and saves the world, and I will enjoy every minute. <sighs> that is exactly how I feel about this. Well, now the movie's ruined for me, Glenn. Right? Oh, who, who knew this? Was, yeah, I thought this was going to go in a different direction, but apparently not. So. Great. At its core, thanks, Jordan. Yeah. Now I don't have to watch the James Bond movie. At its core, I mean, that is every James Bond movie. Yeah, it's true. So well done, Jordan. Mm-hmm. Uh, you basically said what I thought. And that is a great I, comment. Uh, I, I mean, was, who? Who? I was joking, but that that is yeah. a great comment. Excellent. Um, you know, I mean, yeah, that's kind of you know, like you read the title, like oh. Gee, I wonder what happens in a James Bond film. The know? idea that this like this leaked script is somehow gonna not you know gonna in any way affect the successfulness, the yeah. success of a James Bond movie is stupid. Oh yeah. If you're a really hardcore fan, you might read the script. You're gonna go watch the movie. Well, if you're not a hardcore fan, you're not gonna read the script. You're gonna go watch the movie. Right. right. You know I. That wasn't in the script. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, the thing is too is like I mean oftentimes. These things miraculously get leaked at mm-hmm. opportune times. True. For pre- so the, my first thought was, oh, this, this is, is a PR a, stunt. Yeah. But then they're like linking all this stuff, you know, all, all the sensitive information. Like, man, that doesn't sound yeah. like a PR stunt anymore. Right. But you know, I mean, it's not too far fetched to say this is that does Sony have, trying to drum up, yeah, you know, a little something for the James Bond. Well, it could be. There could be something with that. <laughs> Look, guys, we got to do this. We got to do this right. Yeah. We got to leak some sensitive information, uh, but it'll be worth it. Man, I, you know what I want to say about that is like I don't think that they're smart enough to do that. Like, <laughs> instead of that, they're like, let's sue these people. Yeah, but that's a really smart PR move to Come make. The movie. If you're like, okay, there's this big wave of stuff that's going. Let's just ride on that train into Cash Town, you know? And uh, here, here, Brian, here's how you fix this, right? Or not a fixes. If you're a smart PR person for Sony. You say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you guys got us. That's the script. I guess we'll have to add in more things that we're not going to tell you about. And you'll have to figure out what they are when you go see the movie. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah. Come right. on, man. How yeah. easy is that? Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know how far along they are in the process of this thing. but Yeah. Well, they they kind of did something like that where they said, like, this is an early version of the script. The, mm. the script that will actually get released isn't like that. And, okay, yeah. But I, um, yeah. I don't know. I'm excited about a new James Bond movie. I love James Bond movies. I like James Bond. I, I like Daniel Craig's version of James Bond. I lot. think he does a good job. Yeah. I think he does a really good job. Uh, I like... He's just uh, super... In- he's, he's not like polished like all the other James mm-hmm. Bonds. I think he's kind of a lot like... Uh, I don't know. I guess they all have been pretty polished. A lot of people were... A lot of people were... No, I they, they think they are. That's the whole point. Is he's supposed to be like a charismatic... like. Yeah, you know, and and I think a lot of people are up in arms. And originally, when he got, I remember when the the original yeah. one came out with yeah. him starring in it, and everybody was like, "This is terrible! This is terrible!" And then they went and watched it, and they're like, "Wow, this is pretty cool." Yeah, I think it's a lot like the the new Batman series. You know, the Batman yeah. trilogy has come out recently. Mm-hmm. Is that you know they completely retooled it and 
Then they made it edgier and darker, and people are like, "No, what well, you can't do that! It's Batman! It's a comic!" Right? And then you go see the movies, like, "Well, okay, you guys it's win. awesome, yeah, yeah." So, but I mean, nothing's ever going to be as good as Batman Forever. No, um, so no, nothing will. Which is the you know pinnacle of all Batman movies. Kim Basinger. Wait, that, that's what you're talking about? No, you're talking about. No, no, no. I'm talking about uh, the um, Batman Forever. Well, you could toss that in with Batman and Robin. Also, um, wait, wait, you, you're you're trolling me now. <laughs> this is well, which one's Batman Forever? Is this one of the ones that came out in the mid nineties? Yeah. Okay, you are trolling yeah. me. Uh, Batman Forever is, is this... the one with Jim Carrey. Okay, and uh, um, Tommy Lee Jones. But the Batman is uh, uh, George Clooney. Not George Clooney. That's Batman for or Batman and Robin is George Clooney. Uh, this is Val Kilmer. As Val Kilmer. Yeah. 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 Uh, <clears throat> man, they really. That was yeah. Uh, so, I, I'm a big fan of the the Tim Burton Batman movies. Yeah. I think those are spot on. As as far as like a kind of uh, a sort of the comic booky type. Comic Batman. booky, but really dark and weird. Dark and weird, you know, but not too heavy. Right. You know, and then the Dark Knight really like smashes you in the face with heaviness you know yeah uh, I don't know we're, we're getting off on a tangent here Glenn let's, let's, let's get the train back on the tracks yes don't get anyway. us started on Batman because so, I can go on so just to recap <clears throat> Sony dumb Hackers dumb yep. uh, Bond good Batman Glenn dumb well hang on <laughs> where did and Somewhere. Batman good that's what I was going to say Batman good oh Batman good right Sorry. let's go with that, that one yeah. no okay. it's, it's okay. fine let's do it yeah. <clears throat> alright Glenn so this final tactic we're going to talk about today mm-hmm. um is posted by our good, awesome, legendary friend, Zamoose. Zamoose. Zamoose, a classic gentleman poster, always has something great to add to the site. Uh, and this is not any, not any different than that, Glenn. This is no. a great post, and it's great for this time of year. It's, uh, it's a video that was linked up, and it's all about... Um, Christmas, uh, Christmas lights are getting okay. Christmas light shows, quote unquote, right. are getting ever more and more elaborate. You know, maybe like I don't know, last Christmas or something like that. I'd go and I'd watch a video and it was like, check out this crazy Christmas yeah. show light thing, yeah. and it was like this guy's house and he did like this, you know, this cor- correlated like Christmas show thing with all these lights on his house, synchronizing like, music, yeah, yeah. the music. Mm-hmm. It's like Trans Siberian mm-hmm. Orchestra right. and all stuff. You know, everybody has to use that. It's right. like his neighbors hate him. Right, so they're, they're taking this a step further now, Glenn, because <clears throat> now they uh, Zamoose linked up this this video, which is of a full suburban neighborhood <laughs> who have linked up all their lights together to one uh, one show, one light show, synced to music, right? Uh, and again, Trans Siberian Orchestra. So we still have it well, moving on that, but there's two, there's two, <clears throat> there's two shows. Right? Yes, sorry, uh, but- obvious, yeah. Obviously, Trans-Siberian Orchestra and Mariah Carey. Right, right. So, obviously. Right. Um, I've told you that, that I love that Christmas song, right? You have. You mentioned that that's oh, one of man. your favorite Christmas songs. I, I don't care. I don't care what anybody thinks of me. I like Apparently that song. It, it reminds me of uh, the movie Love, actually, which <laughs> which makes Brian hate that song. Oh. Uh, <sighs> Brian, I think you need to revisit that hate one. Hate, actually. What? Hate, actually. Oh, Brian. Terrible movie. Terrible Brian. movie. Brian. Terrible man. All right. Well, anyway, whether or not you like Love Actually, they probably don't because they're men. Well, okay. They probably don't like Mariah Carey because they're men, too. But anyway, well, they probably do like Mariah Carey. Well, okay. Well, I'm getting off the track here. Um, 
what we were saying. So he's got this whole neighborhood wired up to this whole show. And the other piece of technology that comes in, it's like right. this sweet uh, overlap of technology and, uh, I don't know, technology and lights. Yeah. They um, they use a drone. They use a drone. Yeah. To and film it, it all. Something that's becoming more and more and more prevalent now. I'm seeing it all over the place. I was watching a, a basketball game tonight. What? And they were flying a drone around in the arena to get higher level views of stuff. Huh. Interesting. Um, I'm not going to talk about the team that I was watching tonight. Right. Okay. Leave, leave it unspoken. Yeah. Um, um, I, I saw a music video where... It's like a pretty recent music video where they filmed everything with the drone. Yeah. And it was like, it started out on a bridge. Um, the guy's like singing or whatever. And then mm-hmm. it go and it, it flies down and it just, and it's, it's crazy. Like how, how, how it's, the geek in me was like, man, that's awesome. Yeah. I'm just trying to think about the technical, you know, well, how they pull that off. In, in football stadiums, they have the, you know, that wire cam. Right. It's yeah. always on there. You know, it's, I mean, you could almost make an argument for replacing that whole thing with just a drone, basically. Um, yeah. Because then you don't... I mean, I, have you... I don't know if you've ever seen in person when they hook up those big wire cams. Yeah, I have. They've got the, you know, they've got the crazy cranes and yeah. stuff like that that they need to, like, hoist up the, the camera and all right. that stuff. I don't know. And the camera always... It comes in a picture, like... The right. camera's behind it. Right. We'll sometimes catch it in the front. You know, it's always kind of in the way. So anyway, I I could see that pretty easily being replaced by technology like this. Anyway, the point is, this is a really cool, um, pretty cool light show. I don't know how the the I don't know how the politics of this worked. How did somebody get their entire neighborhood to sync up all their lights like this? I don't know, but I think I think what they probably said was like, look, one guy was like, all right, guys, here's what's going down. I'm doing this, okay? Right. And you're either going to hate me mm-hmm. and have it, you know, I'm going to do it all night, right? Right. And it'll come in your windows and you're just okay. gonna, your dog's going to bark. Right. Or you could join with me and we could be the coolest neighborhood in the U.S. of A. Okay. That's probably good. Yeah. And so, Yucaipa, California, mm-hmm. and this neighborhood did the right thing. Well, let's see what, uh, I want to see how many views. Okay, so three million views. That's not bad. For which one? The Mariah Carey or the uh, uh, This the was first published one? five days ago and it has three million views. The, for the first one. Wow. So, yeah. I, I hope the guy that started the, the movement owns the YouTube account and he's getting paid for it. Yeah, I hope so too. There, I'm, I'm looking forward to next year seeing what people are going to pull off. I mean, first it's one guy's house. Then it's a neighborhood. With drones. When is it going to be a city? Mm-hmm. A city, city of... A city and hundreds of drones. <laughs> It's like, uh, it's like Orwellian, yeah. <laughs> I don't know storyline there. There's a lot of stuff going on there. It's a, it's a really cool light show. I'm sure it took a ton of time. I don't know how you know. I don't know how they the logistics yeah. of setting it all up. Oh and, man, yeah. I don't know. So there must have been some serious geeks in that neighborhood. Yeah, it's probably so, like yeah. We'll tip our hats to that. Indeed. Uh, well done, guys. <laughs> yep. And a light show that I will probably never be a part of but that's okay <laughs> I'm fine with just more you know I like to kick it old school and just have a string of lights on the house yeah you know there's nothing wrong with that Ryan it's very festive <sighs> it, is. it is you don't need it's like you know it's like the commercialization of Christmas Glenn you just it's all about the the, the thought yes you don't need all the elaborate stuff it's like CGI for Christmas lights <laughs> green screen yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of green screen, Glenn. Oh, um, yeah. Good segue. It's time for the the toast. Mm-hmm. The toast. Um, we have some delicious. Uh, well, jury's still out on that. Um, it, I will adjective. say this: the the uh, the Shiner um, 
give Holiday cheer beer, it does not it does not get better as it gets warmer. Yeah. Okay? Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Keep that in mind, folks, as you're uh, as you're spreading holiday avoiding cheer. The, as you're sipping one of these. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. So yeah, this week, Glenn, I, I was trying. I was it was rolling through my mind of people that we could toast on this week's episode, and uh, you know, uh, this guy jumped in my mind because of obvious reasons. Yep, uh, the Hobbit movie, the third of the final, the end of everything, all things. Uh, Middle Earth is Middle Earth is is gone. It's gone, gone a little more for another um, five years. So I was I wanted to toast Peter Jackson because mm-hmm. he brought. A lot of joy into a lot of people's lives. Uh, sorry, I should, I should say Sir Peter Jackson. Oh, he's been knighted. He's been knighted, Glenn. Uh, yes, he has. Um, he he <laughs> uh, he's been knighted by the Governor General of New Zealand. Oh, he's a knight companion of the New Zealand Order of Merit. That sounds slightly less, you know, meritous than say knighted by the Queen. Well, he's uh, yeah the. The Duke of uh, Parking Duke of Earl. Matters um, in New Zealand has knighted me. Right. So uh, he, is a, he is a sir. Sorry, but but Peter Jackson did. He, you know, obviously he created uh, Lord of the Rings. Yep. And he followed that up with The Hobbit. Uh, in between, he did some stuff. I don't even know what it is. Uh, King Kong. Oh, yeah. You know, Which I like. A couple other a things. Lot. Yeah, it's a good movie. Mm-hmm. It's good. Um, but, you know, I just thought, it, you know, it's the end of an era. You know, uh, the movies are over with. Uh, things will never be the same. Man. You know, it was like when when Lord of the Rings was over with. That mm-hmm. was a big movie for mm-hmm. me. Like, and I know that you know you're a fan of the movies. Oh yeah. Um, and uh, then it was like, oh man, like there's never gonna, this is like the Star Wars of our lifetime, you know, and it's never yeah. going to happen again, you know, or whatever. And then they like announced the Hobbit was coming out, and it was like, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Say it, say it ain't so. You know, here we go. <laughs> and like, uh, then the Hobbit came out. It's like, yeah, it's pretty good. You know, yeah. I, I like them. It's just not the same. It doesn't, no. you know, it's, but you know, you can't recreate that magic, you know? The Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Right. It's one of those things where, and I think you were the same way. Like the, I watched the movies, uh, I watched the first movie with my, my sister was really excited about it. My sister and brother a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. First one, and the Lord of the Rings, the first Lord of the Rings came out. Went to the theater and watched it. I was like, eh, it was really right. long. <laughs> And then, like, the second one, and then, you know, I met my future wife, and she's super into him, and mm-hmm. maybe that was the change maybe or whatever. Maybe that's the change, yeah. But I, 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 at that point, like, we, the second one came out, I was like, all right. Then <sighs> the third one, I was like, oh, man, this is great. Like, So, I I was on a first date. Oh. I went on a first date to go see the first Lord of the Rings, and this person was very into, she was very into Lord of the Rings. Okay. And I'd heard about the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw it at, like, the worst theater imaginable it was like on a you know projector screen it was it was science class no it was it was terrible and so i watched the whole thing and then it gets to the end Mm -hmm. and i'm gonna assume that most people out there listening to this have already seen lord of the rings part one or stop listening or stop listening so everybody falls into that category (laughs) um but it gets to the end of it and it's just kind of like huh (laughs) like it ends and you're just like Okay, I don't, I don't get it, you know. And so I just didn't get the fascination with it. But yeah. I think it was because I don't know. But so then subsequently, like right after that, I went down to New Zealand, and oh. when I went down to New Zealand, like everybody was like talking about Lord of the Rings. I answered some survey or whatnot. Somebody stopped me there, and they're like from the New Zealand 
tourism board and like every question they, they, I, they asked if I would do a survey and I was like yeah I'll do you know I'll do a survey sure. you know, whatever everything was like did you hear about New Zealand from Lord of the Rings are you here because of Lord of the Rings do you know what the main characters in Lord of the Rings are and what it was filmed here like all these questions about Lord of the Rings huh. so they were trying to figure out like how important you know to you know what, how that um, was connected you know it's a, it's a big deal so anyway um but yeah, so I just, I mean, so I kind of, that being around there, like when that was going on, all mm-hmm. that, all that craziness and stuff like that, I think, and then I, I can't remember, I think I made it back to the States by the time the second one came out and then I went to go see it. And by that point it had kind of like, it kind of taken hold in me. And so I started to really get into it. Well, so. and New Zealand kind of cemented itself in, in film as like the yeah. place to go to shoot movies that are awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Basically, if you're going to yeah. have epic mountainous movies or... Yeah, you know, it's I mean, just a it's beautiful a, country. It's a, it's amazing, man. I mean, and you've see, actually been. I've never yeah, been. I mean, uh, it's it's an incredible it's an incredible place. I, w- I was only there for like four days or something like that, and I didn't get to see much of the country. I just got to see uh, a little bit of it. Mm-hmm. But um, I will tell you that flying into New Zealand and actually touching down in New Zealand is one of the awesomest experiences, really ever. It's amazing. Why I is mean, that? First of all, like when you're coming in, it's just it, you know it's just a little island, so mm-hmm. it's just kind of surround. You know, you're just kind of flying out to this little island. But when you get down there, it's just an amazing color. Like the grass is super green. Hmm. It's just beautiful when you like when you fly in the airport and you touch down. Even when you're looking outside, it's just amazing. Hmm. And then you know the funniest thing was like we they, uh, you know you, you leave. I was I left L.A. Mm-hmm. and they had guards with machine guns. And, you know, walking around, you know. Really? Yeah, this was, I mean, this was a long time. This was like 2003, 2004. So you have to remember that, you know, September 11th is pretty, okay. you know. Yeah. So there's just a lot. I mean, there's high tension at airports and stuff like yeah. that. And it still is. I mean, there's yeah. still, when I go, I see a lot of armed guards and stuff like that. But, I mean, leave L.A., M16s, guys walking around with M16s, you know, it's heavy to you get to New Zealand and you walk in and people are walking around. Their security is people walking around with beagles, like sniffing the, <laughs> sniffing the incoming luggage, you know? And it's got all these like sort of like little, these little beagles like How you doing today, sir? Yeah, basically. This is Mr. Flappy. Yeah. It was seriously. It was like, I mean, you know, and it just, it's, you just got a really warm feeling from the place, you know? They're just... It, it, <laughs> It's it's very very cool. It's a very special part of the country. Brought a fleet of beagles. Yeah. To, well, yeah. So it's just it's the, that contrast was pretty awesome, and, yeah. and the whole thing, the whole experience was like that. So I will say that New Zealand is an, just an amazing, amazing country. Love it. So can't wait to go back. So and Peter Jackson made it. Peter Jackson, man, you know, made it famous. Put it on the map. Pretty he really much. did. I mean, yeah. As far as a filming location, I mean, um, you know, I'm sure that that hasn't hurt their tourism over the last decade or so no no it has not well it's funny because um didn't most of the so new zealand's very conscious about their environment because it's such a beautiful place right, right. so i think when the first movie was made they told them everything in order to film there they had to tear everything down like right i guess it, they filmed them all at the same time right so after the, tri- the the lord of the rings trilogy was done they had to tear everything down and put it back exactly the way it was when they got there and and so it was like the biggest mistake they ever made because right, it's this big tourist attraction. Because well, yeah, because I know a bunch of people that have have gone over to New Zealand mm-hmm. and have done like the the Lord of the Rings tours where they've taken all the filming locations and right. you can, they've like since recreated the Hall of 
I don't know, wherever. Yeah. You can go and have a meal in there and stuff like that. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, and yeah. so, you know, had they left the original setup, it would have been, right. you yeah. know, a boondoggle. Right. I don't think they Wait, had boondoggle. Any... That's right. That's a negative turn, right? I don't know. Boondoggle? Hold on. Let me, re- to- let me Google it. A boon that. is what you're... Boon. Yeah. Yes. But, um, yeah, I, I just imagine they probably had no idea at the time it was going to be such a juggernaut, you know? Yeah. Oh, boondoggle. Work or activity that is wasteful or pointless, but gives the important appearance of having value. Mm. Mm-hmm. Huh. Well, well no, not. it would have been a boon. Okay. Anyway. Well, anyway, Glenn, I just wanted to uh, salute Peter Jackson Peter. for releasing a, you know... Pretty pretty important movie, and he's, yeah, doing doing uh, doing some some good film work there. He has released like seven movies that have been huge mm-hmm. that I know of. Probably done more that I, have, that I don't know of. Frighteners. Oh, the most important thing. Frighteners. The most important thing that Peter Jackson has done, though, Glenn, that I think <laughs> is that uh, he appeared as an important character mm. in one of the best films of all time. Okay. Uh, he appeared as Father Christmas in Hot Fuzz. Seriously, that's him? He's the guy that stabs uh, oh, that's Peter Jackson. Simon Pegg in the hand. Oh. Um, yeah. Wow, that just puts it over the edge. So incredibly talented. Not only can he direct Lord of the Rings, but he also... Can stab people. He's a mean stabber. Yeah. As well. Great movie. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Cheers, Peter. Cheers. Um, okay. Well, Glenn, now it's time for the... Uh, <clears throat> Hot Bunny! Topic. Topic. Um, and this week, Glenn, uh, we were... Uh, look, it's it's holiday Christmas. It's, hol- it's holiday Christmas. <laughs> it's holiday party time. Oh. It's holiday party time. Mm. It's, you know, maybe it's family time. You're right. exchanging gifts around the fire with right. your family. Right. There's, there's two schools of thought to this, Glenn. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it's been like, you know, kind of gaining an underground popularity, mm. um, resonating with the kids or something. This idea <laughs> of... A white elephant uh, gift exchange versus the traditional gift exchange, and and I want to know, Glenn, which one is there any merit to it? A white elephant gift exchange. So why white elephant? You're saying the you have a chintzy little trinkety gift that you right. trade around and people can trade for and right. You, you have the steal. You, have the, or... you each bring a gift and it's kind of a gag gift. Okay. And then you you have these rules set up ahead of time where right. you could like trade for that gift or right. You know all that. You know all the negotiation stuff and all that things. I've, I've been a part of both, right? Okay. I I will say that they both have their place. Okay. But I will say, I will say, Brian, that there have been I have witnessed. Well, I haven't witnessed personally. I've heard secondhand accounts of some pretty, pretty intense. The problem it seems is when you you mix the two, where you have like thoughtful gifts that people can trade for. Uh, um, there was Lynn's family had an altercation where one family member, who may or may not be a gentleman member, hmm. um, took. Uh, well, uh, no, had, he had the option to op- to unwrap a gift or steal, hmm. and he didn't really understand. He didn't really know that one of the gifts was supposed to go to a grandma, and so oh. he stole it from the grandma, <laughs> and the grandma held a grudge for. Years, years. Um, though yeah. she quote unquote never held the grudge. Right, 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 right. right, right. right. Yeah. So anyway, um, so it can be tense. It can be. It uh, can be tense. Mm-hmm. I just, me personally, I like thoughtful gifts. Mm-hmm. I like giving thoughtful gifts. Um, uh, yeah, I, I think I, I like, I like the thoughtful gift. I think it's, I think it's 
mixed up with okay so I think there's a time and a place for a white elephant agreed uh, holiday office parties mm-hmm. we don't know people well enough to buy them again good good venue for uh, yeah. don't put too much thought into it it's supposed to be funny mm-hmm. you know whatever uh, family stuff I don't know now Laura's family last year did the okay. white elephant thing but they didn't really do the white elephant thing because the white elephant thing is where you get a gag gift right not a everybody gets a nice gift and then you do the thing Ooh, like that Ooh. that's what they did last year Ooh. I was trying, she's like telling me like we got we did a white elephant thing and i was like oh, okay so what kind of gag gift are you gonna get and she's like oh no i'm gonna buy a nice like thing. you know and i was like wait but, but that's not that's not what a isn't that not what a white elephant thing is that's like a white uh i don't know i don't know, I don't know what leopard. that is yeah i don't know what that is so Cougar. that's what they did and and again i think it did harbor some uh, yeah some, some uneven feelings between people you know it's, it's got to be a game it's yeah it's got to be no low stakes uh, that's what i'm saying so anyway i don't think that worked too well hmm. i don't know i just the, the point is you're supposed to eliminate the complexity of trying to buy gifts for all these different people right which i get to a certain certain point but at the same time like it's it's complex and it's stressful and it takes some money to buy gifts for people but mm-hmm. still at the same time like i feel like you could probably take once a year and, and figure something out. Spirit of Christmas, Brian. I know. I know. That's how I feel about it, Glenn. I've, I've never done the white elephant thing. I don't think I've ever been in a situation where it was really warranted. You know? I I have I have been... I, I, I was actually part of a rousing white elephant really? uh, gift exchange. That was awesome. Really? And my good friend Britt. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, oh, man. I'm trying to remember now. Did he give this or did he get this? I think he got it. He Somebody... Oh, somebody was in uh, one of one of our friends who was a girl mm-hmm. was in nursing school mm. and wrapped up like it was like a smallish book that she wasn't going to be able to sell. Okay, okay, so she's done with the class, right? And it was on like reproduction or something like that. <laughs> but it was one of those weird books where it had like people like you know doing it, oh. and so they had you know so like graphic illustrations stuff like right. that, right? Right. And so he got the book. He ended up with it, and he was like. This is the weird. So the best part was that he's like, whatever. So you know, it's it's funny while it happens. We all laugh about right. it. He chucks it in his car, right, right in the back seat. Mm-hmm. Doesn't think about it. And we're I don't remember the what scenario this was, but we ended up like picking people up. We were we were the DDs for something, and these people get in the back seat, and they're like, "What <laughs> is going on?" See, that's. Uh... <laughs> That's what, this book. That's where you jump out the jump out the car. Yeah. While it's rolling. I would immediately think like serial killer. If yeah, I, if I got in a car, so, there, like, dude, they had. I, I, I'll never forget. This is like seared into my mind. It is so. There was. Uh, I don't know which movie it's in, but Kathy Bates. Is it Misery? Yeah, Kathy, Kathy Bates is naked in, uh, in 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 some movie, and they had a picture of it in the book. So you're just leafing through like. Britt and I were just leaving through and we're like, ah, Kathy Bates naked! I'm like, close Whoa. it and throw it across the room. Yeah. Wow. It was... What part of the book was that about? I don't know. It was a weird book. <laughs> I find it surprising this is curriculum for some school. Wow. But, hey, she graduated, so... <laughs> Uh, anyway, and now your nurse is uh, <laughs> right. Kathy Bates. We're just gonna tie you down right here. Uh, get my sledgehammer, and knock your knees out. I mean, I guess in the film, like she's like a nurse, right? Like, I don't know. That that movie freaks me out. Uh, that movie is messed up. Man. Is it Misery? That I'm pretty yeah, sure it's Misery. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah, naked. Yeah. In the, uh, I never. I don't know. I never. I don't remember. She's that. in a bathtub or something. I don't she remember hops that. out. I don't remember that part. I don't remember it. 
It was not... Maybe it wasn't misery. I was in misery. <laughs> um, yeah. So there was some amount of misery, misery involved. It's just, I don't know if that was the title of the film. Well, anyway. And so that, kids, is why you don't do white elf. Right. <laughs> you get naked <laughs> pictures yeah, of Kathy yeah. Bates. Yeah, exactly. There you go. It's a cautionary tale. Hmm. So this cautionary is how this... Mm-hmm. No, that was, that was an awesome gift exchange because all the gifts were, like, off the wall. Right. You know, and that's fun if you have, like, yeah. friends who you, you know... Agreed. I'm at that time in my life, Brian. I want something a little bit more sentimental, a little bit yeah. more. Yeah. Don't don't give me a a health book. Right. A reproductive reproductive health book with Kathy Bates. I know it works. I've got two kids. Right. Yeah. I don't need yeah. Kathy Bates to yeah. teach me anything. Yeah. Or teach you about fear, about misery. Fear. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. Anyway. All right, Glenn. Well, let's... Uh, yeah. Glad we sorted that out. Yeah. Uh, so, traditional gift exchange is the winner on that front. I, I would say tra- traditional gift exchange is the winner. If, with the caveat that White Elephant can be good. If everybody right understands how to, to play the game. That's the hard part, you got to have cheap you stuff. you got to have everybody on the same page. Basically, you have to give stuff... Everybody has to give stuff that they're, they're perfectly content with throwing away. Right. There, there you go. go. Okay. Well, uh, no, that's settled. We got that all sorted. Um, so then it's time for the final segment. Mm. Uh, it's time for the uh, questions from the gentleman mailbag. Uh, and this week, Glenn, this is a timely one. We've got one week till Christmas. One week. One solid week to look forward to the best time of the year. Oh. The most wonderful time of the year. And what happens usually around this this time of year is that they have all the Christmas like specials come out you know yes. whether that's modern you know if you're watching a sitcom they have a Christmas special uh, if you're you know whatever but there's but there's like a classic you know lineage of Christmas specials and right. so my the question is and, and if I may we're not right. talking about Christmas movies no no no, no. we're talking no, about no, no, made no. for TV specials no, no. made for TV Christmas specials okay uh, mm-hmm. so the question is what's the what is the best what is the pinnacle of oh. the made for TV Christmas special you know, I had to think about this. Um, I, I do love like the classics. So you got Rudolph and Frosty, right? Mm-hmm. The claymation. Mm-hmm. I love those. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love. They have a special place in my heart. Um, but I think if I had to pick one, it would it would be the Grinch. Mm-hmm. I love the Grinch. Mm-hmm. I love the whole story. I even almost. I, I even like a little bit the remake with Jim Carrey. You know, I like that too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I like that too. I, I think you did a great job. I mean, yeah. I, I just like the story. Yeah. Where I, are you? <laughs> yeah. No, I I agree. Yeah, I I like the story on that too. I think Jim. I it gets panned, you know, a little bit, but yeah, I, I think it's it was awesome. solid. I I remember being on a family vacation and we got like stuck somewhere. Like we were driving to see my, we were driving to where my dad's from, mm-hmm. and we got we our car broke down in the middle of nowhere, and it was like around the holiday time whenever that movie came out, and so we didn't have anything else to do, so I was like, well, let's go to the movie theaters, and then so like we went and we went and saw like uh, was Grinch still Christmas, and, um, and so I have a pretty good memory you're, of you're crying in the theater like yeah you. yeah yeah basically. tears rolling down Brian's yeah. face at the end of the popcorn and, yeah I love it um, so anyway so I have a good family like memory all yeah. wrapped up in that and uh, so 
So yeah, I, I'm definitely on board. The, the the classic one's awesome. I love the yeah. the animation and uh, Boris Karloff yep. as the as the Grinch or as a narrator, I should say. And so um, a lot of good elements came together for that one. It was pretty awesome. Yeah, it's it's a great one. It's hard to pick though. It is hard to pick. And I I was you to me it was down between How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Mm-hmm. And uh, Rudolph the Redness Reindeer. Oh, okay. And I had to go with Ru- Rudolph the Redness Reindeer. Okay. And the reason that I ended up kind of going, I just, it was tough. It was a hard call to make. But I feel like, first of all, it was awesome technology. Claymation. Yeah. It wasn't like animation, so it was like claymation, so harder to do. Uh, but second of all, the most importantly, the characters are awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, all the characters are really cool. Um you know, obviously you got the main character guys, but those aren't the ones that are awesome. Um, right. Think about, just just bring your mind back to Yukon Cornelius. Yukon, I was going to say. <laughs> oh! Yeah, Yukon Cornelius. <laughs> possibly, yeah, and possibly my favorite is the uh, Abominable Snowman, Bumble. Man, oh yeah. Yeah, love that you guy. You know what? Should we tell them about the Easter egg? Is it still there? The Easter, the Easter egg of Oh, Gentleman? yeah. Forget about that. Uh, interestingly enough, the very first tack on Gentleman.com is uh, is actually uh, a bumble from uh, from Rudolph Redness Ranger. So I'm looking it up right now. It has a very sure. special place in um, Gentleman lore. Um, so... Uh, the, the the very first the very first hack that was ever posted gentleman dot com was posted by me while we were testing the site, right? And uh, it was a bumble. So that 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 is it's a classic. Uh, it's a, it has you know a lot of meaning in the uh, in the gentleman. I don't remember why that that was the first one that I posted. It's got nine likes. Yeah, <laughs> I don't remember why that was that was the first one I posted. I don't remember, but um, it just I don't know why it was. I bumble. think we I think. I, we were working like right before we were working like right after Thanksgiving, so it was kind of it was yeah, starting to get was on Christmas your mind. time. So I must have been thinking about Bumble, but anyway. So Yukon Cornelius, Bumble, um, you know Rudolph, Hermie, the little elf guy, that yeah, hangs yeah. out with you know. I mean, it's just a lot of classic characters that are that are in the in that one. Man, Bumble messed with my head. Mm-hmm. Like it was like the way his eyes, like he said, yeah. he had crazy eyes, yeah, crazy claymation eyes, yeah. And when you're when you're little and your head can't wrap itself right. around the p- fact that it's just clay, and you mm-hmm. know this is how I mean it's yeah. yeah. I, Yukon Cornelius, man. Oh yeah, what a great, great character, man. It, it's just you know, and I love, I do love that the the original Halle Grinch Stole Christmas. I mean, that's that is absolute classic material right there. I thought I thought you were gonna say the. What's his name? Something Otter's Jug Band. Oh, Emmett Otter's Jug Emmett, Band. Emmett, yeah. It's too soon. I, I Okay. Okay, so I had never seen... Neoclassic. <clears throat> I had never seen Emmett Otter's Jug Band mm-hmm. Christmas mm-hmm. special, which was... Uh, if you okay. haven't seen that, it's Jim, it's Jim Henson, pre-Muppet uh, movie. Jim Henson creates a Christmas special to kind of test out some of the tech uh for the Muppets and all that stuff and how it would work in a feature film type scenario. And he created this Christmas special called Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas, which I saw for the first time about three weeks ago. And it's awesome. Like yeah. I love it. It's really great. But yeah. it's so new, like I didn't I didn't see it when I was a kid or anything, so it's hard for me to have that same right. kind of weight about it. But if you haven't seen that one, which I hadn't until a few weeks ago, you should definitely go check it out. It's a very cool um 
a lot of like ground make groundbreaking uh, filming and puppeteering techniques went into making it. Um, it came out in eighty one or something like that. Yeah, the opening shot is a mind blower if you think about how like if you watch it and you think about how did they do this like that that's what was on my mind while I was watching the show it was yeah. like they have this awesome opening shot and I'm like sitting there in the seat like how did they do this <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I mean, which is the, which is even crazier because it's it's what 30 years later or something yeah. I mean mm-hmm. and they didn't have green screen they didn't have CGI right. this right. is actual puppets right 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 and to think right. that it's blowing your mind today right yeah it totally says a lot about yeah, it was awesome. So I watched the making of movie, and I'm not going to give it away, but the making of, I was like, wow, that's pretty incredible. And so they, they were doing some pretty cool stuff back then, and uh, definitely would recommend checking that out, because it's got some cool music in it, too, and it's a good story and all that stuff. It's 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 got a lot of good stuff in it. Yeah. That's a good one, too. Okay. Well, that's... Okay, so you're you're Rudolph... Or I'm Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. You are How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Right. But I mean, it's it's tough to pick. I, all those have a special place in my heart. It's just true. Man. Growing up, being a kid, and, yeah, I need know. to get a hold of those on DVD. And Blu-ray yeah, I was now. just gonna say, I wonder if there's a way to watch that. Um, you know, maybe. I mean, they're not on Netflix, probably, <sighs> or Amazon, so. or any of the streaming services. Mm. I wonder if there's yeah. any, you know, offshore websites <laughs> that might uh, <clears throat> might show, uh, <clears throat> you know. The Grinch? Stream. Stream the Grinch? Streaming from Poland. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll check into that. Maybe we'll report back on it. Forgot about the Bumble. That's great. Oh, He's man. Great. Yeah. Classic German Fond lore. times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, Glenn. Well, that's uh, that was a question from the German mailbag. That concludes our show for tonight. That's the end of it. That's the end. That's yeah. all she wrote. Next, uh, oh, next uh, episode will be the day... For episode forty, yes, episode four zero yes. is going to be the Christmas extravaganza. Well, wait, wait, what date does episode forty come out? Uh, the day after the day after, <laughs> after Christmas. Christmas. Uh, Maybe it'll be the Christmas uh, hangover, Christmas hangover <laughs> version. But uh, when we record this, we'll be all amped, <laughs> right? <laughs> we, so it'll so be a weird juxtaposition. We we have to record it before Christmas so right. that we can release it right after Christmas. Right. Well, we're just gonna have to do a Christmas episode, a post Christmas. A post-apocalyptic Christmas episode. <laughs> That's what we'll do. You just won't know what's going on. No, you'll. So that'll that'll be episode forty. Yes. <clears throat> and um, this is episode thirty-nine. We're getting into our forties next, Glenn. Next week. I'm. Um, we're driving our uh, red Ferraris. Uh, yeah, we're gonna our midlife crisis. We're gonna Ferrari. have to, a midlife crisis Ferraris. Uh. <laughs> you know, <clears throat> I will say this. I will be glad. I think when the Christmas Christmas ales are over with, yeah, I do. I and it's the not, Shiner was the Shiner's kind of the thing that took kind of ended. On maybe this. next week we should do the eggnog thing. We talked about that, but maybe we should do that. Okay, I should do that because you know, do you know how much it, it takes? Like nine eggs, really? It's a. It's like when you drink a glass of eggnog, it's like one egg. I don't know what's in the fake eggnog. Oh, not eggs. It's not eggs. No, it's because it's too dangerous. So. <sighs> They can't. No, I'm just saying. They, like legally, they can cook eggs. They've got their lawyers sitting there. Like, oh, it's you can't. Cheaper. You can't put that. Oh, this, but like, it's like gum stuff. It's right. like a yeah. gum thickener. That's ninety nine percent gum thickener. It's bubblelicious. One one percent coloring. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah. No, I'm telling you, man. The eggnog that I made is. It tastes like store eggnog, but it's All like. Right. Oh man. All right, we we'll have to. It's not for the. It out. It'll. Oh. What do you mix in with it? Do you want to know? 
Yeah. You probably shouldn't eat for like two days leading up to this. No, no, no. I was going to ask what alcohol. Oh, gonna I didn't put any alcohol oh, in it. Oh, you didn't put any out. You and just it was awesome. Oh, okay. So I need to figure that out. we got to figure mm-hmm. out what kind of alcohol to put in it. But yeah. it sounds like brandy Brandy's, could work. Brandy could work. Yeah. All right. Well, okay. I'll do it. I'll do it if you're if you're up to it. I'm up for it. Let's do it. Oh, man. I'm excited. I love eggnog. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, could, I could drink it year-round, I think. It's good. It's good stuff. I don't know. I'm interested in trying yours. Um, Final thoughts on the Shiner, Brian? This was not very good. No. I mean, I think that the, the the thing that we gave it was appropriate. It might have been a little high. Might have been generous. That might have been a little bit generous. I, I love Shiner, but this is a little bit off the mark. It, it tastes almost like a syrup. Yeah. Towards As it gets warmer. And... After the second one. I will say, like, I we opened it up and I smelled it. It smelled great. You know what it tastes like? Mm. It tastes like beer with schnapps in it. Yeah. Like a peach, peach schnapps. Not. <laughs> and beer, and that's a, what it no, tastes but like. But not like beer, like a thin lager. Yeah, a thin lager with peach schnapps in it. That's a little flat. So if that's your thing, <laughs> yeah, go pick up the Shiner uh, holiday, cheer. holiday cheer. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, huh. maybe yeah. we'll maybe we'll feature like the Shiner Bach on a on a later episode, and we yeah, can that's talk a good about, like springish. Yeah, we can talk about that. I think about Texas in the spring. Mm-hmm. Me too, Glenn. Me too. Okay. All right, Glenn. Well, that was episode 39. We're looking forward to episode 40, which will be next week, which will be the day after Christmas for you, a couple days before Christmas for us. Um, It'll be weird. Bear with us. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's like a weird time travel thing, but don't worry about it. It's fine. Uh, Relive Christmas with this, the day after Christmas. Pretend like it never happened. It's like, you know, sometimes when you're a kid, you just want Christmas to go on forever. It will. You can achieve that. You can do that. It's like you have listening. a DeLorean. Right. It's like... A listen. Christmas DeLorean. Uh, it's like listening to the uh, the Gentleman Podcast the next day is going to just relive those those Christmas memories from yesterday. The, we're we're, we're going we're gonna to host the Christmas Walk of Shame, basically. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, the day after... Exactly. You know. Exactly. Yeah. You can uh, listen to it. You right. can listen to a account of the Walk of Shame. Uh, speaking of Walk of Shame, I am <laughs> Brian McKinney. I don't know who I am now. I'm Glenn Stansberry. Uh, thanks for listening to the Gentleman Podcast. We'll see you for episode 40. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>